minded, we were blinded Looking for peace without Jesus, we can't find it Ministry minded, we were blinded Looking for peace without Jesus, we can't What up, what up, what up, what up How y'all doing? Welcome to another episode of Anthony's Godly Guidance I hope you love it, I hope it blesses you More importantly, I hope it gets you closer to God Enjoy It's your man Anthony. I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Anthony's Godly Guidance. This week is episode five, and unlike previously advertised, it will not be Tony Castillo due to technical difficulties. This week we get the pleasure of the interview with Anthony Salazar. So I hope you enjoy. What's going on, y'all? It's your man, Anthony. I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Anthony's Godly Guidance. Uh, We are now on the sixth episode of the Racism series, and man, this has been been a trip to record. It's been good, and we get to multiple perspectives. That being said, we got my man, Anthony Salazar, here. What's going on? What's going on? Thanks for having me on. Uh, I can't wait to get after this. It's been... uh... It's been a few weeks, and uh, I am excited. Good, good. This is a. Uh, this has been fun with each, with each week. Um, I, I have a feeling that that's going to continue on. So, anyway, so uh, <clears throat> that being said, I'm gonna ask my first question. Well, good. Let me backtrack. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, so I uh, I grew up in well, I was grew up until I was about ten years old in North Denver. Uh, moved out to Arvada, graduated from Amona High School, so uh, I've been in the same area you've been my whole life, I guess you can say. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, to knock the stereotypes right off the bat, I uh, have one daughter. I see her all the time. I don't like spicy food. I don't like it at all. It's, it's not my thing. Um, but yeah, so that's a little bit about me. All right. <laughs> oh man if y'all knew this dude I, I had to get it out there I mean, <laughs> for the naysayers of the world who say all hispanics or mexicans love hot food it's not true we don't all like hot food or menudo or pozole i know what you're gonna say but i just I can't do it it's not for me well i like hot food yeah. i can't stand menudo <laughs> and i like pozole <laughs> I can't mess with the tribe. Yeah, my, my breakfast burritos are mild. Right. So. Just like, so, I mean, stereotype, I, I'll play off of that. How you said you don't eat menudo, <clears throat> I'm under the, I'm, I'm on the, on the black side of that stereotype. I don't like chitlins. I don't eat black eyed peas. And they are disgusting. That's gross. I ain't messing with that. Who in their right mind likes eating pig intestines floors me. Which is why I can't eat menudo because they was like a stomach lining in a tribe. You, you get out of here. That's gross. Right. At least tribe don't smell like chitlins. Chitlins smell like exactly what they are. There's poop going through the pig intestines, and that's what they smell like, and it's gross. <laughs> and they taste worse than they smell. So, yes, to go with the stereotypes, no, no, no. Chitlins is gross. My mom eats chitlins. Right. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway. So, yes. Um. Ryan will get it. Ryan will get a kick out of this because we always talk about stereotypes because we did a song stereotypes and that's just one of the things. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, um, <clears throat> let's get into it. <clears throat> when I say racism, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Uh, when you say racism, the first thing that comes to mind, I have to go with a word. I really, it's the first thing, and, and I'll explain it after, but. Racism to me, when I hear the term racist is or racism, is choice. That's the first thing that comes to mind for me. Oh, is okay. is choice. We're not we're not born racist, right. right? We're not born with this certain attitude toward another color or another, uh, you know, culture or anything like that. We learn it, right? It's a choice of ours. You know, we choose to be that way. It's a choice to not like spicy food. Right. It's a choice not to 
like Black Eyed Peas. Right. It's a choice um, like everything else we have in life, you know? So racism to me, when I hear racism, um, it's a choice. Choice. That is the first, <clears throat> that's the first time I got that answer when asking that question. And as, um, there's a reoccurring theme when I'm when I've been interviewing when I'm in agreement with someone I'm agreeing and people might be like well this fool's agreeing with everybody but I mean we, we were talking earlier you gotta call a spade a spade mm-hmm. if someone says something that you know you're like that's dope I agree with that you've gotta like why would I not say that so <clears throat> I like that man I agree with you when you say it's a choice um it's made me think of a lot of different things. I mean, <clears throat> Heavy D talked about it in some of his music. You know, people forget that aspect of it. It is a choice. Because if you, you know, babies don't say, ugh, look at a little white boy over there. Look at that little nigga over there. Babies don't, you know, toddlers don't say that. And if you hear a toddler saying that, your next question is, how do they parents talk in front of them? Right. You know, so I agree with you on that. It's a choice, but any more to that? No, I mean, that's, I like with you uh, going on a little bit further on that, you know, it is a choice, you know, and, and, and for anyone who, you know, I, I, I understand that there'll be disagreements and people who don't agree with it, but uh, think about it, you know, like the, some of the most, uh, if you're a racist, right, then if you're a true racist, you don't watch sports, you don't watch TV, you don't watch anything unless it's something that's just white or whatever it is that you stand for. Driven. Right. So if if it's not a choice, then how do racists watch sports, right? Because sports are, uh, you know, football is predominantly black. Uh, the World Cup comes around and everyone becomes a World Cup fan, but everyone's right. watching it, right? Um, not right. every member on the uh, U.S. soccer team is American. There's Mexican-Americans on that team. Um, there's a lot of different nationalities that are here in America. Right. Um, so how do you do it, right? So that's how, that's my argument back is uh, on why it is a choice is because yeah, you choose to turn it on on Sundays. You, ch- you choose to, uh, you know, you wear, you may wear a Manning jersey, but you're still rooting for the Broncos and that's. You know. Right. <clears throat> in one of the interviews I had, actually, um, the first interview I had with Spencer, we were talking about, <sighs> Essentially, this topic got brought up, not nearly in the context in which it's been with this series. And I said, and I'm completely paraphrasing because I have it written down and I don't know where it's at at this time. I said that it's funny how the races can't seem to get along. But we have a culture which they put all their differences aside. They get together. And they get in, they harmonize for one common goal, and that's sports. Now, they can do that in a sporting event, which, if we're going to be real, doesn't mean a thing to anybody, because as a sports fan, if if Michigan wins the the NCAA the NCA tournament March Madness mm-hmm. if, if they win that as excited as I'm going to be it's not going to do a thing for my life right my life on the oh god uh, <laughs> and if you knew him he's going to take shots at me this whole time but yes I know you but that's you know that's the thing right, you right. know they can win and I'm happy but after that then what are they going to call me and be like, hey, come to the celebration? No. But we, you know, excuse me. We can watch these cats get into this. We can watch them. We put so much, invest so much effort into these sports. But we're not really paying attention. Because if we were paying attention, we'd see black dudes, Hispanic dudes, white dudes. Asian dudes, whatever, coming together, uniting for one common goal. Whether it's the Super Bowl, whether it's the March Madness, whether it's the NBA Finals, whether it's the World Cup, whatever the case may be, if we watched that and paid attention to that, they're showing us in a, I mean, in a worldly, secular way, but they're showing us 
how we get over we get over this, but we're not watching. Because like you said, if you're black and you don't like white folks, but boy, when Manning was a Bronco, when he was a quarterback for the Broncos, man, that dude was especially that year he was going off and breaking records and stats. Man, that's a that's a pretty dope white boy, man. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. You know, like yeah. you know, I don't mess white boy, but that's a bad white boy. Right. You know what I'm saying? So right. I get you. Um. Anyway, I, I'm, I'm go ahead and I, I might have in 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 intertwined. I can no, that's good. I think that's perfect. I think that fits kind of what you know where I wanted to start with it too, right? With the question being, what is it? You know, when you hear that, what's the first thing that comes to mind? And that's the first thing that comes to mind is choice. You know, choice. We we choose. We choose our path. You know, we we get to. Uh, you know, our, our path is, 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 is already laid out to us by Jesus, but we don't know what that path is, right? So yeah. we have to make we, we have to make those decisions in life to choose that path, right? So, right. you know, you can, you can choose to be that way or you can choose not to be that way. So it's a choice. <laughs> Dang, man, that's pretty dope and, and true. And with all of these different episodes, I'm praying that people <clears throat> are... Are listening, not hearing, listening. And when they listen, I'm praying that they uh, intake. Obviously, someone's not going to take everything that was said in every episode, but take something from it. And that's, I like that. It's a choice. It is definitely a choice. Regardless of what race you are, if you choose to dislike someone from a different race, it is most definitely a choice. I like that. So I ask you another question. Do you think that there is a clear divide or distinction amongst the different races in our society? Do I think there's a clear divide? Now, so that, that kind of triggers a, a question back for me. Is, okay. Are we talking about a divide when it comes to opportunities or are we talking about just a clear, just divide period between us? Both. I, I would say, I would say yes. I, I mean, it, I feel like you, there's there's no way not to, to say that there isn't a clear divide um, in America right now between you know races and and but where does that come from right like what 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 caused the divide you know what what why do we feel there's a divide you know and, you know I think we you and I have talked about it at Bible study before the enemy is 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 a con man right you know he's a con man and these uh, social media sites that we see are triggering this divide. Amen. They they 110% trigger this divide to make you think, yeah, you know this black, you know a, a black guy just robbed a store down the street. Oh my God, I got a black guy that lives right next to me. Right. Well, here we go. You know. So mm-hmm. I think yes, there is a clear divide there. I do think, um, you know that that divide goes to um, opportunities in the workforce. I think that divide goes to where we stand every day. Um, but you know, I think that divide comes from what we see on TV. Amen. I want to throw a mental note to those who, when you hear this, <clears throat> as we are recording this, Anthony has not heard Tony's, the, the interview with Tony. Just, I just want to preference that. You'll understand when you hear it. <clears throat> so most, uh, pretty much all of these have been recorded to where the person going before has not heard what the other one said. That's pretty important. I just have to say that. Now, I want to, to go what you said, um, to, to, go in, in in agreement with what you're saying <clears throat> I completely agree when it comes to social media and in fact I was having a conversation with my brother about a couple hours ago and we were talking about just that how social media is taking this thing here and blowing it completely out of proportion but I mean let's let's throw let's throw media period so you have social media where we have the social media thugs, as I call them, who are, you know, they, they, they're planting whatever, whatever is on their agenda they're putting on or somebody puts a post and it's a controversial post and you see the, the divides and everybody talking, you know, buku crap and yada, 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 yada. And you see the, the slant from the person who's posting it, which is why I stopped putting political things on social media. Now, if we're going to be honest, even as early as a couple days ago, I've seen things and been like, man, I got to post about that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, 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 no. Because of what we're talking about. Right. Because, you know, you can see the slant that people have on. Or if you watch the news, if you watch the news, you can see 
the slant on it. And, you know, the the news, and I'm I, this is coming from, man, this is crazy how all this is coming together. I was just listening to a, a, a message this morning on the way to work, and the pastor was talking about how the news, all they care about being first. You hear it first, you hear it first, you hear it first. Because that's to affect your mind, to get you focused on that. So if if there's a group of us and we're like, hey, man, uh, someone comes over and they're like, hey, this dude over here was yada, 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 yada. You heard it from me first. So now I've influenced how everybody here is thinking. So when the next person comes, they don't have the same credibility as I do. And I've already tainted everybody to think, you know, well, the dude coming behind me. Y'all don't listen to that cat because he, 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 whether it's for racism or whatnot, he, he, he bit for me, he took for me, or this is the dude I was talking about. So I, I, I like the, the connection with social media, excuse me, and the plat, it's giving people a platform to complain about a bunch of things, but they're not using it in its proper context. What I mean by that is, to me, Social media is not the place to have a debate about Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. Social media is not the place to have a debate about the nation of Islam. Mm -hmm. Social media is not a place to have a debate about any of this stuff. You should, you know, to me, my use of social media is to put things that I am, I believe are a blessing or things that, you know, that I'm happy about. Every once in a while, I'll get foolish and put something about sports, which again, again, is another slant. Right. You know, I'm putting my slant on it. Oh, the Broncos this. Oh, man, well, I've stayed away from social media all season for the Broncos on purpose because I wasn't trying to put my slant. But anyway, bring it back to our topic. I, I, I think that the, the there are so many great things about social media, but people... There's so many negative slants and so many things that people are misusing that it's perpetuating. So when the whole police brutality stuff was going on, for whatever side you were on, people were putting stuff on social media. And all it did was fuel this divide we're talking about. So anyway. Yeah, I agree. And, and that's why, like, you know, I'm going to I'm going to go back to what I said first, too. You know, it's a choice. You know, like it's it's. It's a choice. Like, I feel like we choose to be divided. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like we choose to live that way because that's what we see. You know, like, think about it. Like, really, really, really think about it. I want everyone to think about this for one second. When was the last time you had your own opinion? Hmm. Really think about it. If you're talking about stereotypes, right? I feel like stereotypes are the gateway to racism. I agree. To being a racist. Mm-hmm. It starts somewhere, right? Right. Where did that opinion come from? These opinions, these stereotypes have happened long before we even walked this earth. Long right. before me, long before you. Right. So when was the last time we can honestly say that we had our own opinion? You know, we may feel, we may be opinionated about certain things, right? Right. But then we start getting into a debate together, we start talking together, and it's like, oh my gosh, I just flipped the script. Now I think what you think. Now is my opinion my opinion. Right. No. You know, so right. that's a lot of the thing, too, that I think about when we talk about, like, the divide. You know, like, when we talk about the na- like how the nation is divided. You know, people want to say, I know what this is going to sound like, but, <clears throat> you know, but people are going to say, oh, Donald Trump divided this nation. This nation has been divided long before, Amen. you know, Amen. the man in orange came into the office. Right. You know. It was it, it was created long before, you know, and I feel like until we change that mindset as minorities, that divide isn't going to change. You know, one of the one of the biggest things I ever heard was actually recently um, when we had a guest speaker come into my work and uh, uh, it was a black dude talking about diversity. Mm-hmm. You know, and he said, you guys can't teach diversity if you have no white people. <laughs> right. That, that, yeah. Yeah. And I sat there and immediately was like, why do... Oh. Right. Right. 
because eventually one day you're gonna have to bring that divide together, right? You're gonna have to mend that bond right. and bring everything together, but you can't bring it together on one side and this other side is still separate, you know? I, so I think, again, like that goes back to what I was saying and I feel like, you know, it's a choice, we choose that. You know, we choose to, to see it that way, we choose to think it that way. It's fueled, you know, and we right. choose to read it that way, we choose right. to see it that way, you know? Uh, one of the biggest things I read this week since we're talking about our week, you know, um, is the um, the Native American and the high school boys? Oh yeah, the Native American. My brother and I were talking about that too. And um, I got uh, so I got a lot of white friends. I grew up in Arvada. My friends are yeah. primarily white. You know, I, I have a couple Mexican friends. You know, but uh, primarily white guys. You know, and, and you know, so uh, I'm going through and I'm reading this Facebook post and, and someone had posts on there. This is what actually happened. How do we know that? Right. We choose to believe that. Right. You know, but unless you were physically there, how do you know that this part of what you're saying actually happened? Right. You know, which is, again, a choice, right? Like, we can talk about racism and, and this, 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 and that. Does it exist? It absolutely exists, right? When you experience it, it's something different. You know what I mean? That's when it really hits home. That's when it's something that's really like, oh my gosh, that just happened. Right. You know what I mean? But nowadays with social media, you're reading it and you're like, oh my God, that just really happened. That just really happened. But you weren't there. You know, so I feel like social media gives that platform to the wrong side to keep throwing that dagger, keep throwing that, you know, that wrench in right. to get that that divide even further, you know? No, I get and I like what you said about the 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 diversity. Because I don't know if I've preferenced this or not. I might have. I don't know. One of the things that floors me is there are black folks, Latinos, that say that black folks and Latinos can't possibly be racist. And that is about the craziest thing I believe I've heard. Like, the, the statement in and of itself is a racist statement. Like, how can you say that? Because we've had discrimination, yeah. Well, I mean, I know some white folks that have been discriminated against. You know, I've hung out with you. Like you say, I, we're in, when I'm in Westminster, I went to Stanley Lake. I've been around a lot of white folks, and I've seen some white folks get discriminated. The thing that I want, I, that I think where that differentiates is that, as you said, it doesn't become real until it becomes personal. I think that when we talk about the divides on <clears throat> on things like the Native American and the white dude, the white kids with the hats or whatever, or wh whether you're on what they say about Black Lives Matter or All Lives Matter or whatever, I think that the, the the difference in that is what you just said, the experience. As a Latino male living in a white neighborhood, you've experienced racism. You've experienced discrimination. As a black man in a white neighborhood, I've experienced that. The problem that I have with that is when we address that and it's almost like we're they're like, oh, oh my God, well, here we go with this again. Like, it can't be that bad. Well, how do you know it can't be that bad? You haven't experienced it on this level, which leads me to where I was going to go next. The topic of white privilege. What do you think about that? White, white privileges, I'm, a, I'm just going to be honest and I'm just going to say it. I have no clue. <laughs> okay. I have no clue. I have no clue what it is to be white privilege. I have no clue what it is to see white privilege. To me, when, when I use the term white privilege um, or I think of white privilege, it's just, I, I don't want to say ignorance. I don't feel like ignorance is the right word. I feel like that might be a little bit stronger. Right. Um, but I want to say white privilege to me is just different. You know what I mean? It's just it's just something different. You know what I mean? And and if you don't think it's real, you're probably the definition of why. <laughs> right. <laughs> why I don't know anything about it. Right. But I don't know it. You know, I I um I can't relate to it. I can't I can't say I know what it is. I can't say that I can identify it when I see it. Uh, you know, I I know because of what I hear now, what I think white privilege is. Uh, but, you know, I, I grew up with a mom, a single mom, you know, in North Denver, a, Mex a Hispanic mom, true Hispanic mom, you know, and I had no, no clue who my dad was. I have no idea what privilege means. 
You know what I mean? Like right. my mom gave me everything and anything that she could give me, but she broke her back to get it. Right. You know, and then, you know, I call them the wolf pack, but then I have, you know, my aunts who raised me, my grandma who raised me, you know, and, and all of us, you know, we, you know, we had to work hard to get to where we were at, you know? So I don't, I don't know what privilege means. I'm good. I don't know what privilege means and, you know, I can't really identify with it. That's the first time I've had that response too, which is interesting. And I think that one of the things, I I believe I've preferenced this, but I'm going to preference it again. One of the reasons I bring up white privilege while doing this is because I don't want it. One of the things that has always been brought up when the conversation of race has been brought up is that things like white privilege don't exist. And we're never going to move forward if we don't. Just like I just stated that when when there's minorities that say they can't be racist because of all the things they've been through, I'm calling crap on that. Yes, you, you very much can be racist. Oh, we're gonna get to that. Right. <laughs> and and I, I I did say this in the first episode. If you are if you are experiencing the benefits of white privilege, that doesn't make you a racist. Mm-hmm. Just like. When we talked about, we talked about it here before I did it on the podcast, I think, when I talked about being right-handed mm-hmm. as to left-handed and how it doesn't make you wrong if you reap the benefits of being right-handed. You have no choice in that. Everything is set up for you. So in, in, in let's just say, in American culture, everything is set up for said culture. That doesn't mean that they have all the money. That doesn't mean that minorities don't have money. But if you and I and a white dude walk in the store and I've had this happen to me, in fact, I think I might have preferenced this on the, the other interview. I've had it where they were watching the, the, the minorities <clears throat> while the white boys were doing dirt. Mm-hmm. That's white privilege to me, right, right. you know, because they're not even paying you any attention. Again, does that make you a racist for reaping the benefits of that? No. Because I'm gonna tell you what, if they had black privilege, I definitely wouldn't be like, no, I don't want to be any piece of that. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? And that's the other side of it. I want people to understand because it, the, the the connotation of white privilege when it gets brought up, people are always like, well, oh, the white man is this and that, and then they're reaping the benefits of this. Well, so would we if we had it. If there was Latino privilege, Asian privilege. You really mean to tell me that we wouldn't be like, oh, shoot. We'd be like, no, I don't want any piece of that. That's racist. Mm-hmm. We've got to be real when we talk about things like this. We've got to get past the sugar-coated PC, I don't want to offend anybody answers. But I mean, and I am and I mean this in a tactful, in a tactful manner. I don't think... When I say calling the spade a spade, that don't mean being like a butthead about it. Mm-hmm. We can have a conversation without me just clowning, you know, being like, ah, you know, we can have this conversation. Let's quit pretending that things don't exist is mm-hmm. the big thing with me. Like, you know, anyway, we're going to get there. So go right. ahead. Well, well, and see, I, I hear what you're saying there. And, and I, I agree with you. Let's stop pretending like things don't exist, right? Let's right. stop pretending like just because I say I don't identify, right. I just, I'm, I'm a little bit different. Right. I carry myself. Right. You know, but just because I don't, I say I don't identify, it doesn't mean that white privilege isn't real. It doesn't mean that, you know, anything isn't real. Right. You know? But when we live, like you were saying, when we live by the white man system and we say things like that, we as minorities are just creating an excuse. We're creating a wall to keep us from going where we need to go. Okay. You know, again, yeah. back to what my first answer was, choice. Okay. You know, like, you know, where it does it exist? Absolutely. Are there white people getting jobs that minorities should be getting? Absolutely. Right. I absolutely think that that, that, that absolutely exists. I absolutely get that. Is there another job opening that you can go for? Go get it. Right. I, I, I hear you. Right. Go get it. Don't sit behind the wall, right? The wall's a big topic right. in America right now, right. right? Don't sit behind the wall and say white privilege and then take that job over at McDonald's because this job wasn't open for you because some racism does exist here. It doesn't exist everywhere. You know, don't hide behind it. Let it fuel you. Let it turn into new opportunity, 
right? I think, uh, and I don't know if he said it, but I love The Rock, so I'm just gonna go with it, right? Uh, but I read something on, from The Rock once that said, you know, when, oppor- when opportunity knocks, kick the door down. Right. You know, kick the door right down. You know, don't sit there and be like, ah, oh, there are gonna be white people there. I think white privilege might exist here. I didn't get this job because white privilege. This white person got it. Man, I can't do this. Right. Don't let it get you down, right? Because the way that racists win, the way that white privilege wins, is when you submit. Amen. Right? Amen. Don't don't submit. Don't stop. Don't let that stop your grind. Let it fuel your grind, right? And I think, you know, in my in my household, that's something that I talk to my children who are Hispanic too, right? My daughter is um, Hispanic, Italian. Uh, so are my two sons, right? Don't let it stop you. You know, don't let it stop you. Don't let the color of your skin or your last name or uh, any of that stop you. Let it be something that empowers you. Take the power back, right? right. Take your power back. You know, you miss one shot. Everyone misses one shot. Right. 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 And one of the, I actually told my son this last night. So my son, we're, we're doing spelling words. You know, and we're going through just sitting there doing spelling words. He couldn't read or he couldn't spell one word. Right. Starts getting tears in his eyes. What's going on, man? It's just one word. This 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 chart is called life right now. Don't let it stop you. Right. You know? Uh, Don't let it stop you. It's just another wall. Work hard to get past it. Alright? So then it made me think of something else that is probably going to upset a lot of people, but the term victim mentality came into my mind when you were saying that. And one of the things that I've heard racists say about minorities that has upset me is they have the victim mentality. But it's true. I mean, I, I hate to, I hate to, no, 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 scratch that. I don't hate to. It is true. It's not true with all minorities. Like you said, there's some that's like, I don't care. I can, there's, you, I can go into a room and all of them people can say, hey, yeah, that Mexican dude, he ain't doing nothing. But guess what? I'm going to be successful despite that. There are those who do that. But there's a lot who, as as the the uh, stereotype or the, yeah, as the stereotype goes, well, the man got me down and I can't do nothing because they don't want me doing anything. So blah, 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 and I'm here. And that brings up a whole different principle, which is biblical. You have what you say. So, all I got to do to convince a group of people to be down is just get them to start saying, you know, potentially damning themselves to a bad thing. Because if I am saying that, if I am saying that in order to get out of this neighborhood, you either have to be a rapper or you have to sell, you know, be legitimately, you gotta be a rapper or you gotta play basketball. And I plant that seed. And everybody in this area saying it, it's now become reality. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, you can't be a doctor, you can't be a lawyer, you gotta hoop. Or you gotta be able to, to rap. Man, you know what, the only way out is this. Or, or we gotta sit, or we gotta slang. Slang, you know, slang some dope, you know. We, we're stuck. We can't ever get out. So when I say that, when I say that there's truth in when they say that victim mentality, that's exactly what I'm getting at. Not one, I do believe that the system is set up for white, to, to the advantage of white people. I do believe that. That being said, I know a lot of white people who don't get a piece of that. Mm-hmm. You know, for whatever reason. And I know some black people who have exceeded, or some, or Latino, or whatever, who have exceeded despite that. Because of what you just said. Hey, you ain't gonna stop me. You can't stop my grind. Let's let's bring that to a Christian. You know, a Christ, the biblical terms. We are told to keep pressing forward. Throughout all the trials and tribulations, right? So, if Christ is saying, y'all need to just push through it, 
there's going to be a lot of crap that comes your way. And you know what? I'm sorry, but you just got to go through it. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, but yeah, he's, yeah. and that's what he, that's the truth. I, that's I what mean, he's saying. I mean, before Sandra Bullock made it cool, Jesus made was Jesus made the bird box challenge right <laughs> before Sandra Bullock Jesus made that challenge right but that's it that's exactly what it is right you you live by faith right uh, you know faith is blind and you know you, you're not going to see it you know so when that happens I feel like we and, and I do agree with you I don't know if you heard when I said it but I do agree with you with the victim mentality I do agree with you of uh, you know oh, the white man's got me down yeah, I agree. I, and I do believe that the system is set up uh, differently for minorities. I do think that there's different places um, where minorities are set up to fail. I do agree with that. You don't hear about the success stories because it's not it's not pretty. Right. Right. I agree with you that. You don't hear about the success stories because it's not pretty to put on the news. You know, like you hear about the rappers, you hear about the athletes, you hear about the 1%, right, that they call it, right? The 1% mm-hmm. that make it out of the ghetto or that make it out of poverty. In that 1%, though, there's hundreds and thousands of more that are doing it. There are Hispanic doctors. Right. There are black doctors. Right. Uh, I'm thinking about the... Uh, I saw it from a video on Ellen, and uh, this video went viral. Viral. Uh, two teens who are twins, they are uh, two black twins, or two black brothers, uh, one gets into Stanford, the other gets into Harvard. Right. Right? No no athletic scholarships, no nothing. Academically, they did it. Single mother, and they talk about her story about how she couldn't, there were times that she couldn't put food on the table. She couldn't heat the house, so they had to turn the stove on. Right. Right? And all they did was they sat there and they said, Mom, we're going to get us out of this. And they grinded. And they grinded. And they grinded. System didn't stop them. Right. Right. System didn't stop them. So the system is. I do agree with you that there there is places that the system is set up for us to fail. I do agree with that. Why didn't they though? And because there's when you said the one percent, I went to the wealthy one percent that are running the system in which we live in in this country we'll just stick with this country because I know this country and everybody in this country is placed in for lack of a better word I was trying to think of a different way of saying it but boxes confined mm-hmm. and you your box is over there you stay there your box is over there you stay there your box is over there you stay there <clears throat> we help perpetuate that because uh, here's, a, here's something that that I, uh, uh, that I can use to metaphorically explain where I'm going with this. And when I heard this, it blew my mind. They said, if you take a fish out of the ocean and put them in a tank that's like, let's just say four feet, four feet and three feet high, and you leave them in there for an extended amount of time, and then you take them out and you put them back in the ocean, they will only swim in that four by four by three, you know, four by three or whatever. They won't go outside of that because they've been conditioned to stay in that area when they can very much go out of it there's nothing stopping them from going out but they've been conditioned to stay in there put that to what we're talking about we have so many minorities that have been conditioned that the only way out is through violence through sex through selling drugs through hooping through being an entertainer and their that box is set there and they keep swimming in that same area and they can't get out. And then you have the ones like the twins you were saying that were like, screw that. Mm-hmm. You're not here. Like, look at all of this. Why would I stay confined to this area? And they go. Mm-hmm. And the other one's like, oh, well, shoot. But I can't do that because they said the only way for me to get out is to do this. And now the people who are doing the stereotype or the confinement discriminating the races, they ain't doing anything else. They don't have to do anything else. They just walked away and left it alone. I'm just let them do them because they ain't going to get out of here. Listen to them. And I've heard racist dudes say things like this. And I wanted to be mad, but I couldn't. They said, do you know we don't have to do anything to them? They're going to take care of themselves for us. It's, 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 they, I've heard white guys say it about 
gang members, like, they kill each other. We don't have to do anything. We don't have to kill them. They're going to do it themselves. We have so many minorities who have trapped themselves in these situations because they believe what they've been told about these boxes that they are in and that there's no way out. And so they start speaking that there's no way out. And so they're stuck swimming in this little area when there's this big old ocean full of stuff that all they got to do is venture out. Now, you could venture out of that and come into shark-infested waters, but that don't mean you got to stay there. You can come, you can maneuver out of that to go with what you're saying. But so many of us, and I say us because I've been in that, I've been a part of that victim mentality. I ain't going to lie. There's been times where I've been like, man, I would be so much further, you know, if the white man didn't do this and the white man didn't do that. And that became the reason for me not being successful. And I was speaking that and I'm sitting there and, you know, through prayer, through reading the Bible, through seeing what Jesus was saying, through having people, wise people in my circumference talking, they were like, dude, the only thing keeping you where you at, it ain't them no more. Now it's you. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do about it? And at first, I'm like, nah, man, nah. But if I do this, they're going to do that. But they can't they can't stop you. Mm-hmm. And then put it with Christianity, you know, throw our faith in there. The Bible says that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. That's any weapon. Right. So and I can do whatever God has told me to do. And I come in agreement with and believe him and set my, my mind to now, I hit, um, man, so all kinds of things are coming into my head now, conversations I've had. I hit struggle, I go back to the victim mentality. And now I'm blaming the white man, or I'm blaming the Mexican man, or I'm blaming the black man, or I'm blaming somebody other than me. And I think if we look at us, and that, not from a racial standpoint, but if we looked at us one of the best ways in a very in a in a um world sense to end racism is for everybody to check themselves i agree i agree i mean uh i think (laughs) i think uh uh one of the greatest artists of all time i won't say he's the greatest artist of all time uh said it best right uh mr mj right i'm starting with the man in the mirror yeah and that's the truth, right? I think I think to, to go along with what we're talking about, that is the truth, you know. And you know whether you want to hear it or not. If if, if you if, if you're listening to this, if you're listening to this conversation, and you're in this conversation, digesting you right now, and you feel that pain or that agitation or that anger, you may want to listen a little bit. Harder, right. 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 Because when we talk about the victim mentality, if you're feeling that, look around. You know, look around. Look around what you're doing. Look around at what your choices are. Look around at what you're spewing, at what you're talking about, what's coming out of your mouth, right? Because the Bible also says life and death is in the tip of the tongue, Amen. right? But it doesn't just say life and death is in the tip of the tongue for white people, right? Or for Mexican people, right? Or for black people. Life and death is in the tip of the tongue. If you talk that way, it's going to happen, that way. right? Right. So I, I do agree. I do agree that the victim mentality is something that plagues our society. Period. Period. You know, right. not just minorities but just across the board right i think the victim mentality you know is something that really hurts right also helps with the divide also helps with you know choices but at the end of the day cut it out right i didn't get that job i didn't get that job let's move on right you know right that is one of the hardest parts for people, period, that let's just move on. Right. Because it's so much easier to wallow in self-pity and misery and the things that didn't go right and look at all the things that didn't go right that you screw up the next opportunity that could very well be two feet in front of me. Mm-hmm. But because, and I, again, as y'all hear me saying this, I am speaking at this from experience. So I'm not condemning anybody for this. Because I've done this myself when I was trying to get apply for different jobs and things wasn't going. And I'm like, well, maybe I'm supposed to be stuck here. Maybe I'm not supposed to move on. Maybe this, maybe that. And what happened? 
So the very next opportunity could have been the opportunity to move on. But because I'm sitting there, well, I can't get this. And man, this sucks. And I tried so hard and I said this. And, and so now I'm speaking this. And that's where my life is gone. Now, let's put it into um, because I work with the youth. How many children, period, say this victim mentality stuff and confine themselves? But I hate to say it, I hear it more prevalent with the minority students. I, I absolutely agree. I, I it, it is there, right? And, and it does happen in our household and it does happen to our people, you know, because again, it's where did these stereotypes come from? Right. Where do these opinions come from? Right. You know, it's, it's, they came long before we walked this. Earth, right. You know, and it's like you said that box mentality, but it's been beaten in our heads so much, you know, and you know that that's all, like you know you you get this sense of that's what you are, that's all you are. I was born into this world to be a janitor, you know. I was born into this world to be this is a snap, you know, because that's the the victim mentality that you know it's been instilled in us. You know, it's been it's been something that. We've heard either from family, other races, or TV. Right. This is all I am. Right. right? Preach it. And uh, you know, so but 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 let me give you so this is why this is why I don't believe in the victim mentality. I'm not gonna give anyone else a story but my own. Okay. So it's good, because I was just about to ask you about your own experiences. Right. So Well, so I'm gonna go with the victim mentality first, right? So uh, I was born. My mom is a beautiful woman. My mom never gave up on me. My mom never went away. Mm-hmm. My father did, right? Mm-hmm. So much like a lot of minority homes, I grew up with just my mother, right? But it takes a village to raise a child. Amen. Which I think I'm going to say it, uh, whether it be a stereotype or not, I'm just going to say it, uh, which which for me is, is a very Hispanic-like mentality, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I was raised by my mom. My daycare was my grandma. You know, my mentors are my aunts. You know, my protectors are my uncles, uh, my grandfather. I never had a phone. Never knew what that dude was, right? So, <clears throat> I grow up. I get older, right? Doing a lot of the things that I knew my, my real dad did. Getting fights. Drinking. Womanizing. Doing this. Just being my cheese mole, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone knows what my cheese mole means. If you don't, <laughs> look it up in Urban <laughs> But, um... You know, I hit a point, right? Turn 18. What's life now? Going to college. College isn't for me. College is for white people. Right. Drop out of college. Choice. Choice. Right. Correct. Correct. Drop out of college. Full-time job. And I start partying all the time, right? So I'm going out, partying all the time, doing this, doing that, meeting people, you know, life of the party. We're out all the time, getting in, getting through lines, whatever, you know, beating up people who were looking at us funny, right? And then I meet my fiance. And uh, I meet my fiance. And instantly knew I have to change. Right? So my fiance came with two kids. Victim mentality would say, I can't do that. Right. I can't do that. I've been abandoned. This is all I know. Right. Right. Victim mentality would say that. Luckily in my life, I met my, my stepfather, met my, my mom, and uh, he taught me how to be a man. You know, he raised me, raised me to love a stepchild, love a child who wasn't your own. But victim mentality would say, I come from this. Right. So I'm not going to be anything more than a womanizer, than a drunk, than a cheater, than a this, 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 no. Right. So I have to make a choice at 23. Make a choice at 23. My, my fiance hasn't gone since. Eight years. Right. And, and since those eight years, we welcome my beautiful baby girl. So my baby girl comes into the picture. And the only thing I can think about is not being my father. Victim mentality. Right. 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 Victim mentality. Don't do this. Don't do that. I screw up as a parent. Ah, oh, dang, I'm my dad. Right. Oh, no. To take the victim, like, if, if I go and I follow with the victim mentality, I'm done. I'm out the door. I'm out the next bar. I'm with the next woman. Right. I'm having the next kid. Right. You know. Right. All of, all of the above. But I grind through that. I don't believe in the victim mentality. I believe in the process. Amen. Right. So I believe in the process. I believe in the process over the product. I'm not the final product right now of who I'm going to be. Right. I believe in the process of getting to that final product. So I continue to do it. Having left my, my fiance, she's still in the picture. We don't deal with cheating. We don't deal with, you know, a lot of the problems that you would think, stereotypically, you would deal with with a Hispanic man, right? So, 
that's what I want to say from my story as to why I do believe that the victim mentality is real. And I will say that the victim mentality is something that you can overcome. That's what's up. Yeah, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm processing, I'm listening, I'm thinking about, you know, situations and stuff like we are very much a product of our environment. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we perpetuate things we've seen. I grew up seeing womanizing. I grew up seeing um, domestic disputes. I grew up seeing um, drugs and alcohol being abused. I grew up not personally when it comes to, uh, you know, I had my both of my parents. My dad was very much in my life until he passed away. But I grew up seeing people close to me who didn't have, you know, their their father around. And wouldn't you know, as I grew up, I started doing a lot of those things mm-hmm. that I saw. I did the womanizing. I did the, the drugs and alcohol. You know, I, I didn't do the domestic disputes because it's just not me. I'm not a violent person. You know, I'm not confrontational, so I ain't trying to go upside your head. I'd rather just walk out. You, know, you say something stupid, and I would have been like, oh, well, pfft, deuces, yeah, I'm out. That gave me an excuse to lead and be a womanizer. Oh, you talking crazy, huh? Ah, yeah. On to the next. I ain't fooling with you. You on some other stuff. So, that victim mentality that we're speaking about plays havoc on that because another thing I wanted to, to go on with, with what you were saying is the process. When you said that, you mess up and it's like, ah, oh, well, one of the things I say to all of the, the, the youth that I talk to, most mostly, let me change that. What I say to the minority youth that I talk to is stereotypes are indeed real. They have you put in a box but if you don't want to be the stereotype, don't be the stereotype. Mm-hmm. You cannot be the stereotype and then get mad when they call you the stereotype. And that was a choice, like you said, that I had to make at a certain time, a certain point in life where I had to be like, if I walk around acting like portraying myself as, and in many cases doing, these things that are stereotypically what young black men do. How am I helping my race out? You know, when we get into these conversations of race and people are like, well, all black men are A, B, C, D, E. And I'm doing A, B, C, and D, just not E. Mm-hmm. And then get mad when they say, all oh, young black men are doing this. Well, no, we ain't. We ain't doing all of, dang, right. shoot. Right. Well, dang, I'm doing four of them. Well, <laughs> you know. Right, then you go to a bar, have a bunch of beers, and you're driving home, and you're like, oh, wait. Uh, Hit another. That's, okay. <laughs> right. well, I see that. Is that, well, that's just a bad, tr- no, you're fit right. into it, you know, and one of the, like, one of, like, the most impactful experiences I think I've ever had with stereotypes and racism, I, I wouldn't call this guy racist, I'd say it was a stereotype, was when I was in seventh grade, I went to more middle school, right, and uh, at this time, you know, there's this white teacher who I, I dress in FUBU, I have my chain, <laughs> I, you know, I have my watch, I talk a certain way, I say foo and bud, and, you know, because I, I think that's, which I grew up in Arvada, so I don't know where that came from. Um, but <laughs> TV? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, uh, so, but yeah, so, you know, don't speak a lick of Spanish at the time. And uh, don't listen to it, but I don't know where this is coming from. Right. Uh, so that's the way I acted, right? And uh, this this guy, we, we run into each other multiple times throughout the year. And one day, uh, he tells me, he, he looks at me and he goes, you know, son, you're just another flash in the pan. And I was like, bro, oh, you have never said that to some of these cocky white boys out here. Right. You know, because I am who I am and I speak the way I speak and I look the way I look. You're going to say that to me? Mm-hmm. You know, first thoughts that came from my head, I'll never forget that. Fast forward to next year, eighth grade's coming around, and now, you know, the word's out that I can play ball a little bit, right? So, here comes Pomona. They're starting to look, right? And, um, 
this guy immediately changes his tone. What's up, buddy? What's up? Just talk to coach. Just talk to coach about you. Just told him all these great things about you. And I was like, oh, wow. Because I can throw a ball, your entire opinion of the way that I talk and the way that I look has just completely changed. Right. You know, but even from that, that, that man told me something that I will never forget in my life. Single to mile. My eighth grade year. I'm wearing a brown pride shirt. Okay. Right. With a, a, a headband I tucked in my pants in my back pocket. Mexico one. And he says, son, son, how do you wear that? And I was like, because it's Cinco de Mayo. And he goes, yeah, yeah, I know why. I know. Why do you wear that though? And I was like, because I'm representing being Mexican. I'm representing, mm-hmm. right? And he looks at me and he says, son, if 364 days of the year you're not representing being Mexican and today you are, there's a problem. Wow. Wow. That's one of those mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> and I never forgot that. In my, I, there, there were times I didn't forget that growing up. Yeah, I got you. I got but, you. But uh, <clears throat> never forgot that. Never forgot that interaction with that man. And I was like, whoa. Well, I mean, <laughs> mad truth. Yeah, mad is. truth. It is though, right? Because that, that fits what we were talking about with the stereotype, right? If it looks like a duck and it's acting like a duck, it might be a duck. Right? Just might. If you don't want to be categorized as, as some of these troublemakers or some of these people, uh, you know, who are the stereotypes, don't be the stereotype. I agree. Right? Like if you're if you're listening to me talk right now, it's the same way that I talk in my work life, right? It's the same way that I carry myself. Right. You know, I dress up in times, uh, but other times I just I dress in a shirt and a hat and jeans. Right. Right? Don't be the stereotype. I agree. In any aspect. That way, when you see the stereotype or you hear the stereotype, like, uh-uh, uh-uh, I'm not acting like that. Right. I, no, I agree with you. Right? You made me think of an experience, um, and then I'm going to go to the, the stereotype. Uh, we, we used to we used to get messed with at the Westminster Mall, like, on a regular basis, and we, the cops had, had us, it was me and my cousin and my homeboys, and they were all Latino. Um, we came out, they was like, oh, we had bags. They was like, what you doing with this? And y'all just stealing, like, whatever, you know. And I, I, I had on my blue, on my blue, because I always wore that. Which, thinking back with what we're saying, brought more attention to me than should have, because I wasn't banging, and I wasn't trying to come off as a banger, but I was always wearing blue. But... They had us on the curb and they were talking stuff and they're like, oh, and then they caught wind and my cousin can hoop. And he went from talking crazy to him to, oh, hey. And he started having a conversation and hey, buddy, you know, the buddy and this and that. And I looked, I was like, hey, don't talk, don't talk to my cousin. Mm-hmm. Like, fool, you was just calling us a nigga. Right. Now you want to talk to my cousin? He ain't gonna play ball for you. And he's like, you better watch your mouth. I was like, you better watch your, which again, stupid how I responded to it. But I felt like I had to pull out the fact that he was just a dumb nigga just a minute ago. Now that you know he can hoop, oh, you're a fine young individual. Like, and I'm not because I can't play bat. You know, I right. can't play basketball like right. him. And so that just floored me. Right. You know, but but to piggyback off of that story to go with the the um, the stereotype, you say you know we say walks like a tuck duck talks like a duck could be a duck and i like i like your thing with well <clears throat> but i'm not mm-hmm. you know they're the stereotypes say i should be this 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 and this according to stereotypes i shouldn't be claiming my wife's kids as my own according to stereotypes i, I probably shouldn't be claiming my own as my own you know yeah, we should be not doing a podcast. Right. We got a bar together. Right. You got a bar, getting drunk, yeah. trying to holler at girls, starting fights. Yeah. You know. But I'm not the stereotype. And I'm not, you ain't about to call me in that. Now, there are things that I do. I talk a certain way. I carry myself a certain way. This is where I wanted to go with this. Here's, here's, this is what I want minorities to hear. And we're almost out of time here. This is going to be a gear to black folks. Well, no, 
yeah, this portion will be geared to black folks, and then you can plug in said minority. I am sick and tired of hearing people call other minorities whitewashed. That is the craziest crap ever. I am not black because I talk slang, because I, I, I wear baggy jeans or whatnot. Being black, that ain't nothing to do with being black. I'm black because the pigment of my skin is darker than everybody else's. That's what makes me black. So if you have a kid who talks white, quote unquote, and he's black, he's still black. It don't matter that he talks white. He's black. I hate to break it to you, but the kid is black, regardless of what you think. Or my or or Mexican or Asian. There you how hip hop culture does not make you black. It makes you a part of the hip hop culture. There are white kids who are a part of hip hop culture who talk that way. That don't make them black. They're still white. I just had to get that out there. Uh, last thoughts, my man. Uh, last thoughts. Thank you for having me on. I think this was awesome. This is something I really enjoy. Uh, last thoughts is love love each other, everybody. Love each other no matter if you're black, purple, yellow, green, whatever. You know, we were, uh, I heard this on a video and I'm just hope I got enough time to get it out, but uh, <laughs> love each other. Everybody love each other. Thanks for having me on. For sure, man. listening uh hope you enjoyed this episode we'd like you to come back next week and check out the episode with uh tony castillo uh hope you enjoyed it again pray pray that it blessed you uh, again come check us out next week love you peace